Welcome to the Black Entrepreneur Experience Podcast, inside the business, buzz, and brilliance of Black entrepreneurs. Here is your host, Dr. Francis Richards. What happens in Vegas goes all over the world on Black Entrepreneur Experience, episode number 138. Thank you for joining us as we elevate the Black Entrepreneur Experience by interviewing CEOs, thought leaders, innovative thinkers, and Black entrepreneurs across the globe. I'm your host, Dr. Frances Richards, and today we have with us Tori, and she is with us all the way from across the globe, and she deals with ebony expats. You know what, Tori, why don't you give us more about your business and what you are doing? Because I am like super excited. Me too. I'm excited to chat today. Thank you for reaching out. It was actually really cool to get a message from you about being here on the podcast. So yeah, I'm all the way in Bangkok, Thailand, and I basically have a travel company that connects travelers and expats living overseas. So it started about two years ago when I decided to make the move. So I'm originally from Houston. And when I decided to make this move to come overseas and just leave everything behind, pack up my life into two suitcases and come to Thailand, I just wanted to connect with at least three black friends because I wanted three people that I knew would understand what I was going through, resonate with me, be able to get some advice, tell me where to get my hair done, things like that. So I basically looked for meetup groups. I looked for Facebook groups. I really didn't find anything. And I ended up creating one. <laughs> so started off as a meetup group just to connect each other, have different um, networking nights, events, meetups, workshops. And it just continued to grow. So we now have an online community where we sit and it's a way to ask questions if you are new and you want to know where to go for certain things or about neighborhoods, how to find an apartment, different topics that you may need or where to buy like braiding hair so you can get your hair braided. That's like one of my number one questions as well. And so as it kept growing, I decided that I wanted to actually kind of launch it as a business because I could see that there was a lot of value in providing that information, that, that resource, that source of connection and community for travelers of color when we are going overseas, whether it's just for a business trip, for a vacation, or if we're actually moving overseas. And so, you know, for us, we want information by people that look like us, that can understand where we're coming from, who have been through it. You know, they've been there, they've done that, they can answer the questions for you. And so that's how Ebony X Fest got started. And it's been really beautiful. It's amazing. Tori, tell me, how do you just pick up and leave the States, go to Thailand, and talk about that process in terms of, did you save a lot of money, you didn't know anyone in Thailand, and why Thailand? Oh, man, why Thailand? So first, I chose Thailand just because I actually had saved Thailand a couple years back from an article that I had read about different places around the world to just go and have a good dining experience at. And so Thailand has two locations on that list. One of them is a restaurant inside of a cave and you're out at an island. So the cave is on an island. 
the restaurant has fine dining and it's just a very beautiful experience. And then the second one on that list is this restaurant that's on a resort on a very secluded island and your table is actually, well, your tree pod is like a pod of a table and you're lifted up to treetop level and then your waiter zip lines to you. And so that's really cool. <laughs> um, and you're overlooking an island as well. There's over 200 islands in Thailand, which is really beautiful. I think that's really awesome because you can literally go and see a new island every weekend and still not see all the islands. Like, it's so crazy. And Thailand is very beautiful. I also felt like Bangkok was a very fast-paced city. I was thinking about either LA or New York just because my background is in marketing and media. And so since Bangkok is similar to that type of vibe and very fast-paced, very um, full of opportunity and connections, I decided on Bangkok for that reason as well. But yeah, so when I decided to make that decision though, when I was like, you know what, let me look into this. I honestly just Googled how to move overseas fast. <laughs> like I Googled that because I had no idea about traveling. I had never even left North America. I had a passport because I had to travel to Canada for work a couple years prior. But besides that, I did not know anything about travel. So I basically just wanted to know what it was like to find life overseas and to be able to make money still. And so teaching came up as one of the number of ways to move overseas, still make a living, still do some traveling. So I applied as a teacher, maybe around like, this was in 2017. So I applied to be an English teacher, got a position just by doing an online interview, video interview. That was all within a week. And I pretty much made the actual move within about two months. And it wasn't like a lot of planning, a lot of trying to save up money. I mean, I definitely had a lot of money saved up already, but I didn't even feel like I needed to do that to make the move because I was going as an English teacher. And Thailand is also a very affordable country. So it wasn't even like, oh my goodness, money is like a barrier. You know, it, it's, it really isn't. And I think a lot of people think that it is, but it's really not because most places, I mean, some places are really expensive, but Thailand specifically is very affordable. You don't need to make a lot of money here to live a comfortable lifestyle, which is really awesome about it. So there wasn't a lot of preparation. In fact, I even decided to not share my mood with a lot of people. Most people probably didn't find out until I posted two weeks after living in Thailand that I was in Thailand um, just because I felt that I needed to keep that to myself because a lot of people still in 2019 are very closed minded when it comes to moving overseas or moving period, honestly, you know, especially as travelers of color, people of color, we don't even have passports in large numbers. So when you start talking to people about moving your entire life out of a country that, you only know, this is the only country that you've ever lived in. You only know these social norms. You only know people who live in that country, you know? So it is really hard for people to understand that. And I did not really want to get myself weighed down with what other people were thinking. So I, I kind of kept it very private and just between a lot of my main friends and close family. So you've been there for two years. Would you recommend someone do it exactly how you did it without hesitation and just go? You know, 
do. I mean, if you're ready for the most part, there's really not a lot holding us back as much as we think there is. And I say that to say that, of course, there needs to be planning and you need to make sure that you take care of your things first at home. Make sure that you are able to have a little of a nest egg in case something does happen when you're overseas because things do happen. But I do encourage people to not let the the social norms and the, the different things that we believe and that we've been taught and what society tells us to hold us back. Because there is a level of being held back if we decide to stay within those chains that we know and thinking the way that we have been taught to think all these years. Uh, you know, so I, I took two months. I always knew I was going to be moving. I was going to be moving Texas from Texas anyway, but I just didn't expect to move across the world. <laughs> but, I mean, obviously, I do think that people should plan, but not over planning to the fact that you end up never doing it. Right. Know? Analysis to paralysis. There, there you go. Because yeah. a lot of people will start trying to, oh, I need to research this. I need to do this. I need to plan for this. I need to save up like two years worth of saving. No, you don't. No, you don't. Because it's not, it, if you're moving here, I would say that if those are the type of things that you're concerned about and maybe you don't have a large amount of money saved up, then make sure you have a job lined up or make, make sure you're going to be doing like some online teaching courses where you're making money from doing that or maybe you're a digital nomad starting your own business online, things like that. But try to figure out how you can start building in income. A lot of people also rent out their current home so that they can make money that way. You know, there are different things that you can do. You can sell stuff. You could get money from family and friends. But it shouldn't be a level of us stopping ourselves because we're so, like, worried and overthinking. I promise you it's not. It's okay. So take us on the journey, Tori. Tori, so you were teaching English. Now, did you have to get your visa before you could teach over there? Yes. So my company set all that up. So I had a non-B visa. I did all of that in Texas. So I went to the Thai consulate in Houston and sent my, and had my paperwork and all that ready. Processed it within like a day. And when I came into Thailand, I had the non-B and then they processed the work permit when I got here. Okay. So are you currently, that's two years ago, are you currently still doing that job? How long did you do that job and what are you doing now? So I am not doing that job anymore. It was definitely a good way to get into the country and a lot of people come in that way. But once I got to Thailand, I knew that Bangkok was going to be like my place. I just felt it. As soon as I got off the plane, I already had meetups lined up with friends and people that I had met online. I also had started a Facebook group for the education company that I was working for because I wanted to connect with people who were also going through the journey with me. And they didn't have any type of like forum or any groups that we could do that with. So I proposed to them that I would create it. So I basically had already been connecting with people and planning events. And when I got here, it was, it was like, I mean, I definitely feel like my experience has been truly, 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 um, it, was, I, I, it has definitely been a blessing because I feel like most, that's another thing that people think about is what's going to happen when I get there. Like, who am I going to talk to? Who's going who's gonna to be my friend? Who am I, like, in a sea of all these, like, 
Thai people that don't look like me, how am I going to navigate? And so I already had, I had all that type of stuff lined up. But yeah, so when I got here, I basically knew that Bangkok was going to be a city that I could thrive in. I could tell that it was easy to network. It was easy to kind of get in the door that was less red tape. And so I decided to look for other positions outside of teaching. And I only did teaching maybe three or four months. And within three months, I already had like three other job offers because I was like moving and grooving and shaking and just going to networking events. And so shortly after being a teacher and into that role, my education company was hiring for an HR manager role. I applied to that, did a couple rounds of interviews and got that position. And I also got the current position that I'm in right now as a marketing consultant for an agency here. Most of our clients are actually in America, but the agency is here in Thailand. And so, you know, it wasn't really hard to, as a foreigner, apply for those positions. And I got both of them decided to go with the marketing position that I have now. So my background is in marketing and PR and media, and I was able to leverage that experience here for a position. Is that what your education is in? Yeah, so my, I went to UT in Austin, Hookham, and my background is in advertising. I started off in psychology and then switched over to advertising. Talk about dating, being African-American, dating in Thailand. I know they want to know that. Like, am I going to go across the border and find my Mr. Right? <laughs> so dating, you know what? Like... Okay, will you find your Mr. Right? I will say that I just went to a wedding like three weeks ago. Black love, beautiful black couple. They met overseas and they found each other through Tinder. So going off of that, <laughs> yes, you can find someone. I, I believe that, you know, if you are placing yourself in the right type of position and you're going out and you're, you're actually, not necessarily looking, but... If it's meant, then you'll find someone. I'm not really a trying out here trying to look for anyone. And like, there there are friends that I have who are like, OMG, I just need to find me a black man. And for me, it just really hadn't been a theme. I, when I moved over here, I was just very focused. And I was focused on me and rebuilding me. And I wanted to just explore my mind, who I was. Like, just, just really just dig into enjoying life and not necessarily thinking about that and I feel like because of that I haven't necessarily been thinking about dating which funnily enough though that's when you start finding people so I've dated people here just because I also like my personality and you know I flirt a lot <laughs> so it hasn't really been hard for me to find people but I will say that Bangkok is very transient so there's always people leaving, coming, and you don't really get a lot of like in-depth, deep relationships. That's the same thing. You don't really get a lot of like deep relationships. It's very rare anyway, because most people are just kind of like dating for the moment or having fun or doing different flings. You know, you're meeting people on Tinder or Bumble app. Um, you may meet someone out at a bar, or like the millennial networking type of events. And all of that is cool, but I think that especially in the foreign expat community or locals who are dating people in the expat community, it's pretty much known that like that person may leave within the next couple of years, sometimes within the next few months. And so you don't really get as invested as you would, I feel, in relationships back home. So that kind of is not really good because a lot of women 
don't have trust for men when it comes to that because it's like okay you're you're not even gonna be here that long or you may be passing through like why should i even get invested most men are just looking for you know like a fling here and there and then on top of that the thai culture the way that they value being with foreign men and then specifically white men on top of that and black men as well black men are seen as like the same thing like having a foreigner to the locals is seen as like status for them and it's like you know the the general idea is that foreigners have money or they have more privilege they have more opportunity and of course like compared to the to locals expats are living a different type of lifestyle even if it is just like off of a, a teacher's salary and so you also get those type of like nuances where you see these foreign men come into the country and get really like excited and, and and taking advantage of that because back home especially some of these guys who live here and like this this is this is just kind of funny right now but a lot of these guys really wouldn't get that much attention as they would get here and like that's just that's just real talk so then you have women on the other hand like not really into these foreign guys because it's just like that that belief that they may be just kind of looking for one thing so dating here is is actually kind of it's, it's interesting it's it's not it's there but you have to you have to find the right person and you have to kind of know what you're getting into as you step out into the dating scene so with your business the um ebony expats is it just for people in thailand or have you branched out for ebony expats in other countries Yep, so we have definitely branched out, which is really awesome. Um, it started here in Bangkok, but we've had people who traveled through Thailand and then went to other places. So now we're still connected with them or they were living here and then they've moved on to different places. So those people are still connected. And we also have just gotten emails, Facebook messages, Instagram messages, just like, hey, I love what you're doing. I'm coming to Thailand or I'm going to... Um, we have someone in Italy right now that's been connecting. We have someone in Portugal that has been connecting with different expats there. People in Southeast Asia. I actually got a message today from someone in India, like, this is great what you're doing. I want to just share more about it. And so I do feel that the Black travel movement as a whole is definitely stronger than what it was years ago. And it's only continuing to get stronger because there's a lot of out travelers out here either doing solo travel there's a lot of group trips that are happening a lot of like women travel groups or travel groups for just people of color as a whole um we are actually starting to work together with a couple of big travel groups just to kind of help them as far as being their like thailand like liaison so i think there's it's starting to pick up, and it has been for years now, especially with, with companies like Traveling to War and things like that. But there's still opportunity for us to continue to be out here and to continue to encourage people to start making these trips and, and go out and explore. And it's an opportunity for us as a whole to get out here and learn and to also just show the rest of the world like who we are and what we do. So travel is not going anywhere anytime soon. I definitely plan on expanding and having connections and expats in different parts of the world. And even just people who are still living in the States, people who are living in the States and want to know more about travel or uh, need an itinerary or need advice or need to know where to find 
the local hairstylist because they just moved overseas to Dubai or something. You know, I definitely want to be able to service those people, to serve those people. Now, you had mentioned if someone is interested in reaching out, and we'll give this information also at the end of the interview, how can they connect with you? They're just like, wow, this is so exciting. I want to connect with Tori. I want to find out maybe I can go and into another country or something. So how can they reach you? Yeah, so we are on Instagram, Facebook, Ebony Expats. We also have the site up, so ebonyexpats.com. I have, we're in the process of redesigning that and, and making that more conducive to just like offering all those resources that we know people need and creating that space for the connections online. So not just in person in Thailand, but even people who, like you said, are wanting to know questions about different parts of the world, not just Thailand. So yeah, or just email me, info at ebonyexpats.com, shoot a message on Instagram, the Ebony Expats Instagram account, or go to the website and they can leave a contact information there, uh, fill out the form there, get a part of our newsletter. We'll be doing a newsletter where we're just sending out like travel information, travel tips, things that people would want to know, especially from expats who are already out here doing it. You know, they want to hear from other people that look like them that have done it and it's like, it's still, to me, now that I've been here for two years, it's like, it's normal. Like, I live in Thailand. It doesn't feel weird to say that. It used to feel weird. Like, I would look around, and I'm just like, I live in Thailand. Like, I've said that out loud so many times because it's, it would blow my mind. Now it feels more normal. But I know that for most people, it's not. And so there's so many questions, and we are definitely here to answer those questions. And I, want, I really want to hear from people because I, I really want to know, like, what are those questions? What do people want to know? And how can I start creating information and resources around that? Absolutely. What was that aha moment when you knew that your business, Ebony Expat, was going to be successful? Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one, Dr. Richards. Um, man. Well, first of all, a lot of people started telling me, Tori, you, you really got to make this a thing like Tori, which we're doing is so great. Like I, you know, I, a lot of people here in Bangkok would tell me I met this person because of you, or like I was able to connect with this recruiter because of you. I got this gig because of you. I found my apartment because of a connection that I made through the group. Like, thank you. Thank you so much, Tori. And so as I started to see how the meetups and us having this online chat where we could stay connected was really helping people. I knew that I wanted to continue doing it. Like I feel very, very passionate and happy and just filled whenever I see someone connecting or when I see them getting their questions answered. And I also knew that it was something that we needed when we kept getting the same questions over and over and over when new people were, were joining the group. So, you know, it's, and also it has just organically grown. I have not done any marketing, you know, and so I haven't done outreach. Now I'm starting to do those things because I'm actually turning this, you know, it, it's become a business now. But initially it was just like, it was just 
grew so crazy. And the people that first started, like those first three people that I was talking about, that that well, that we had a meetup. I had my first meetup a month into living here, and three people showed up. And those three people still live in Thailand, and they're always like, "Oh my God, Tori!" Like, I didn't even expect this. I'm like, I didn't either. There's like hundreds of us living here in Thailand, and I know that people say like Thailand is the new Miami, but there are literally hundreds of us living here, probably over, like if, if we combine Chiang Mai, like there's a lot of people here, just in Bangkok. I know that there's like a couple hundred, maybe maybe more than that. And that's a lot because when you, for me, I was like, I just want to find three people. And I felt like that was going to be really hard, but it wasn't. And we're out here and we want to connect and we want information. I also knew when I started getting messages like, hey, I'm traveling to Thailand. I see what you're doing. I think it's really great. I would love to connect with the local black community when I'm there. I'm only there for three days, September 3rd through 6th. Are you going to have an event? And I was just like, okay, sure. Like we'll have a dinner, like come on through, you know? And so little things like that, I knew that there was a demand and need for it. And I really enjoy every single moment, even the days where I'm just like, oh my goodness, gotta like, you know, make a reservation for this dinner that we're having or whatever. If there's like the little work, I still enjoy every moment of it because I truly am a connector. And that's what I've learned about myself. And it has been a beautiful experience. Thank you for sharing that. Tori, what problem exists in the world today that you'd like to solve? Oh man, what problems exist in the world? Um, I think I would go back to the connection because I feel that what most people need in the world is information, resources, and connection. That for the most part is when we start filling those holes and when you start thinking about the people that you want to serve and you think about what info do they need, what resources will help them, and how can you connect them to other people who are also doing this or, or just help them resonate, that, that will pretty much get businesses at a level of being able to find a product or service and find a target audience. And so I think that I'm providing that information, that resource, and connection that people are missing, especially around connecting as a community of color and allowing us to, to not just see America as the end all be all, you know, especially for black Americans specifically. I feel that having a group like Ebony X Pass and showing the representation, the diversity, you know, showing that we're out here doing it is helping solve the idea that we can't do things or that we can't go out outside of the city that we live in or outside of the state, outside of the country, is helping to solve that problem of, I can't do that. And I think that as a community, as a whole, we still are kind of weighed down by that mindset. Talk about individuals relocating to another country and starting a business. Is it easy to do? And what, what, paperwork or what do they need to have in place to do that? Yeah, I feel that, well, first I'll speak on Thailand. Most countries, there is always going to be a process if that country allows foreigners to start a business. Most of the time you have to have a local connection, a connection with the local person there. So recently in Thailand, 
for Americans, we just had the like a Thai American amnesty approved where if you're an American, you can launch a business in Thailand without having to have a Thai business partner. That just kind of happened not too long ago. And before then, you had to have a Thai business owner who pretty much owned like half, at least half of it. I, I believe it was it was around like 51, 49%. I'm not really sure, but you had to have a Thai partner. And most foreigners outside of America still have to do that. So basically, it's about coming into Thailand or into a different country and finding your the lane that you're trying to get into and then presenting it to that country as something that you want to create. And it pretty much has to, there's a process of showing what value you're bringing, why Thailand needs it or why the country needs it. And then specifically for Thailand, you have to have four Thai hires for every one foreigner. So there's a level of like just adhering to the rules and the guidelines and policies in place by that country. But there, there is definitely possible. What is some advice that you wish you knew before you went over to Thailand? Oh, advice I wish I knew before Thailand. Um, you know, like, I feel that the way that I did it without trying to get so bombarded with, like, what is everyone else experience? What should I, you know, know? Who should I talk to? Should, should I do it this way or that way? I feel that the way that I did it was great and just pretty much trusting the process and trusting the universe and where everything was going to go. I wouldn't do, I would do that all over again. Um, I guess the advice is that, you know, like continue to explore who you are, continue to just allow the journey to evolve and be open to it. And that's the advice that I would just like continue to tell myself. I don't think there's anything. I mean, I don't know. I maybe um, kind of maybe prepare your family for not having access to you as much. When I first moved here, that was definitely something that I really struggled with. I have never lived outside of Texas, you know. So I was always going home, even if I lived in a different city in Texas. I was going home very frequently and my my family is very close-knit so you know looking back I feel that I wish I had prepared for that a little bit better or built in certain um periods of time where I was visiting home more or making sure that my family was going to be able to visit me more things like that what is the next step for you in the next five years um yeah. Oh man. Next step. Yeah. I feel the next step right now is to make sure that the website is fleshed out in a way that will be able to connect a lot of people where you can log in and be able to see information based on, you know, if you're a traveler, if you're an expat and you need that information, you need that resource. And then a lot of outreach to other travel companies or groups or just companies that I feel can provide value to expats and travelers. So where I'm at right now is that I want to be able to give more value to our members, whether that means that we're helping find job placements, 
I want to connect with companies who are looking for talent that's already living overseas or okay with moving overseas. We are very like talented, very smart, very dope. And there's opportunity overseas, you know, like I moved here as an English teacher and had two jobs that are outside of teaching and within my career, like it's very possible. So we're doing things like that, connecting with like the local chamber of commerce and the local um, American embassy and things like that so that we can share events or share opportunities. I also want to connect with different restaurants, dining experiences, and nightlife, so that way people that are coming into these different countries, we want to get out and experience the local area, so how can we connect with these companies to provide like access to it? So I am doing outreach and connecting and would love to connect with businesses who are, who can understand that the Black community has a very, very powerful dollar, and we are out here. People are traveling more and more every day, and we want access, we want information, we want these resources when we get to these areas overseas. And if we can have businesses, organizations, these local travel and tourism companies, or just brands that we really love and need access to when we move overseas, if we can have that, that would enhance the experience that would also encourage people. It would inspire people because you have, you know that when you go over, move overseas, you still have that access. You, you know where you're going to go. You know, you know where you're going to go get your haircut. You know where you're going to go get your groceries from. You, you know what neighborhoods to live in. So, yeah, that, that's the next step to, to build that type of information out. And what do you think so far has been the biggest challenge for you moving overseas? Um, The biggest challenge for moving overseas. It wasn't really that challenging looking back, like actually making the decision, buying the plane ticket, actually coming overseas. I guess what's really challenging is that it takes me a day to get home, like literally 24 hours. And that sometimes when I just sit and think about that, is a lot to process and it's very challenging because that means that I miss birthdays. That means that sometimes I miss my nephew being born, my goddaughter being born, you know, or or my goddaughter birthday, things like that. I'm missing weddings. So that part is very challenging to be able to accept that, especially for a, a family oriented person that you are going to miss out on some of those things, but there's, there's a level of making sure that you balance it all out and that, you are either making sure that you build in your travel dates accordingly or family coming to you. But it is definitely challenging. It takes a day, a a whole day to get home. So being in Thailand, is it really technology savvy? Like I believe India is like that. They have a lot of tech companies in China. What about Thailand? Yeah, I would say so. Um, it's, It's definitely... Although Thailand is considered more of like a developing country, it's very like, especially Bangkok specifically. Bangkok is still very booming. There's technology here. There's a lot of high-end design. So it's not like you just go out and like you have to, you don't have access to stuff, you know. We have high-rise condos. We have nice cars like 
everything that you would imagine being back home in, like, let's say New York is pretty much here in Thailand. Technology is definitely something here very important because they really only use apps like Line. There's an app called Line, and they do a lot of, like, tech pages using your phone. Everything is, if you want to make a payment, it's pretty much like sending a bank transfer using an app. They don't even have, like, online stores. So there's a level of sometimes a lot of, like, local companies and stores will use Facebook for their website. So they'll have, like, a Facebook page for their company, but not an actual website. And that part was really hard to get used to. But they still, like, mobile phones, all of that stuff, like cameras, headphones, just, like, the everyday tech for an individual is highly used like extremely used it actually amazes me how much they use cell phones or like video games and stuff here wi-fi internet all of that is very very used i wish the wi-fi was a little stronger (laughs) but um yeah like technology is definitely here you know if i want to get something sent to me i'm using an app called grab and grab is pretty much like uber so you can get you know, I've had things delivered to me where I I need something from my friend. Instead of me having to go and pick it up or have it mailed or whatever, I can literally send a bike, a, a guy on a bike, a motorbike, to go pick it up from my friend. And this is all using the app. Put the address in, put her phone number in. I can see the driver on the motorbike, go pick it up from my friend, and then bring it to me. And that is typically like, under a hundred baht and a hundred baht is three dollars right so i i can spend like 50 or 60 baht and get something sent to me without having to even leave my house i had a friend that i was talking to a few days ago she was like i literally have not left my house for like five days story she was like bangkok is just too convenient because you can order food with this app you can order or any so many different apps here but you can order food, you can have your laundry done, you can have a cleaner come to you. Like I have a two bedroom condo and for me to get like a, a cleaning done is only 500 baht, 500 to 600 baht, that's $15. You know, like everything is accessible and it's all booked through an app or using a website. So technology and convenience is definitely something that that is here and has been amazing, actually. And Tori, for your business, Ebony Expats, what's a technology tool and a technology platform that is a must-have for you in managing your business day-to-day? So I, I definitely use a lot of analytical tools, so Google Analytics. I, I use Buffer for social media. I use Zoom for having a lot of video calls or consulting or for group meetings. We use Trello, we use Slack. So those different tools like that that are really important for businesses to stay communicated and connected and to also manage their social media has really been helpful, especially being overseas and trying to connect online, you know, having access to ways that you can stay connected is really important. So tell us something that you dream about often that you would like to accomplish that you have not done yet. Um, That would be probably having something on TV or or not TV, but like picked up by a platform where I'm sharing 
the narrative and, and what's going on. So we're actually in the process of finishing up a trailer and, and Sizzler to pitch to networks to just show the stories and the lives of expats who live here. So just kind of like a docu-reality series type of thing. And so I'm excited about that because I definitely feel like it's content that people need to see. We need to see more of us overseas, traveling, doing our thing, living our best lives. So that's something that I'm working on and would love to see happen. I definitely am a true believer in like whatever you put your your mind, your heart, all your, your effort and consistency into, you will see results. And I am not giving up anytime soon. So it's coming. <laughs> and do you see yourself living there your entire life? Oh, no, 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 no. Thailand will definitely be one of the places that I have a base at or that I'm coming back to often. I don't see myself like not having Thailand in the picture some sort of way. You know, even if it's just a visit here and there, I definitely feel like Ebony Expats will always have a very intimate relationship here with Thailand and making sure that we're always connecting expats here. So eventually someone else will, will be the one managing events and things like that. But no, I, I really want to explore different parts of the world. I'm not ready to go back to America full time, but I do see myself having like a base in New York, maybe a base in the UK, and then a base here in Southeast Asia in Bangkok, you know, so. So here's your, here's your reality show, Love in the Expats. <laughs> <laughs> you people want to know about the love stories, right, girl? It, it gets funny. It gets interesting. It, it definitely does. Tori, I could talk to you all day, but we've come to the end. And I like to, um, before I conclude, I'd like to do the fun facts lightning round. And I'm going to ask you a series of questions and I'd like you to give me very quick answers. Are you ready for the fun facts lightning round? Okay, I'm ready. Let's do this. Come on. Okay. The last movie you saw. Ooh, last movie I saw, Lion King. I saw Lion King in the theaters recently. You relaxed doing what? I was last on a client call. One of my clients is in America, so it was late here, but having a client call with someone back in America, their morning time. Your favorite singer or rapper? Oh, man. Um, oh, wow. My favorite rapper right now is like Young Dolph. I love Megan Thee Stallion. She was really putting on for Houston. And uh, she, I love her vibe. She's definitely a child. Favorite singer? Man, that's a tough one. Um, ooh, that, yeah, that one's hard. I, 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 do, I like um, Rihanna. I like Beyonce. I like Carrie Underwood. I like Miley Cyrus. I, I mean, it's, it's very, like, all over. <laughs> What food you eat every week, no matter what? Um, I probably have chicken at least once a week in some sort of way, whether it's like a chicken salad, chicken sandwich. I also like bananas and coconut water here. Like I always have coconut water. And your favorite month? Favorite month is December. I love the holiday season. And my birthday is also in December. I'm a Sagittarius. Well, thanks for that. Tori, before we let you go, why don't you share with our audience again the best way for them to reach out to you and all of your social media handles? Yes, you can reach me personally on Instagram, Tori Talks. 
that's T-O-R-I-T-A-L-K-S. Or Instagram for Ebony X Fats is just Ebony X Fats. Um, I also have Facebook for Tory Talks and for Ebony X Fats. We are doing videos on YouTube, so you can check us out there. The website, ebonyxpats.com. Or email me, info at ebonyxpats.com. I would love to collaborate and connect with other business leaders um, and companies out there. All right, Tori, that is a wrap. Thank you so much. Thank you. This was awesome. Thank you. I appreciate it. Appreciate you more. Thank you for listening and subscribing to Black Entrepreneur Experience. We would love for you to leave a review and rating on iTunes and share with your friends. For show notes and more episodes, go to www.beepodcast.com. Join us next Wednesday. And remember, green is the new black. So keep your bank accounts and your business in the black.